Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part four of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And enjoy part four of the podcast. These women do not care about these yeah. dudes at all. Classic <laughs> Ing and Morris. Like... <laughs> it's great, man. It's really funny. So Ing gives him the speech of, you know, look, man, the best way to do this is to help us out. Help the police. We'll figure out who the bad guys are. We'll put them in jail. Then you're off the hook. Like, you need to, you need to help us. Because otherwise, this is going to end badly for you, essentially, is what they're saying. So they go back to uh, Panadol's apartment here. And Aspirin and Strepsil come in here and they're trying to figure out what's going on and why Pandal's doing what he's doing. And, oh, my God, we're, we're in a whole lot of trouble. And this is where we get the reveal of the microfilm from the passport that was stuck on Pandal's little uh, forehead light. And he sees, you know, when they when they he takes the photo off, the, the microfilm sticks to the light. And as Aspirin and Strepsil are leaving, he sees through his light projected on the wall the image of the microfilm and it's like holy shit what is this and the guys come back and they realize oh my god this is a, a contract for forgery or something holy shit this is worth a lot of money oh my god and the whole plot sort of comes together for them like holy shit this is what those guys are after this is why they're after us this has to be worth a ton of money and they have a bit of a division here where strepsil is like we need to take this shit to the police and get ourselves out of this mess and Aspirin and Pandal are of the other opinion of we need to go to the bad guys and get them to pay yeah. us a ton of fucking money for this. They'll pay us for so the money. So we can buy dad's, yeah, we can buy dad's house or apartment or whatever they want to buy. And they have a bit of a back and forth argument. They grab, they all try and grab the microfilm. And it ends up with Pandal having the microfilm, but Strepsil thinks Aspirin has it. And yeah. <laughs> Pandal leaves to go to the bathroom. And gets a fake piece of microfilm from his bathroom, which they then give to Strepsil and are like, okay, give this to the police. Do it, we'll do it your way, whatever. And Strepsil goes thinking he's giving the microfilm to the police. And Aspirin and Pandal plan to go to the bad guys and get some money for them. Yeah, it gets a little like Ocean's Eleven, like all yes. of a sudden. Like, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a long it's it's the scene's a little too long for me in my liking. But at the it end is, of the absolutely. day, like Strepsil walks out with a piece of fake microfilm 
while Panadol has the real microfilm, and essentially Panadol and aspirin are going to try to sell the microfilm to the bad guys directly, while he's going to go to the police with the what he thinks is the real one, but it's just a just a fake. So yeah, they just do this whole whole little loophole thing. And the police jumped the gun here a little bit because they obviously didn't look at the fake microfilm that Pandal gave them. <laughs> they did not. At all. They're just like, well, we got him. Let's go get Mr. Tin. And they go and try and arrest Mr. Tin with this fake microfilm. And Mr. Tin's like, yeah, okay, like, whatever you think. Like, okay, that's cool. And while Ing and Morris are in Mr. Tin's apartment or office building, he gets a phone call and it's Pandal saying to him, hey, the microfilm, the evidence the police have, it's fake. Just stay cool. We, we need to do business. So Mr. Tin basically tells the cops to fuck themselves. Yeah. And <laughs> they realize they don't have any evidence. The, the cop's boss makes them let him go. Cynthia Rothrock wants to straight fucking kill this yeah. dude. <laughs> oh, no surprise. But I thought it was weird because when, when Mr. Tin is there, I thought that the guy that was advising him was Mr. Tin's lawyer. But... Then he makes the line of, you'll hear from my lawyer on this. And I was like, fuck, you're the lawyer, dude. Like, I yeah. think that the... the Aren't you that guy? The closed captions, like the English subtitles I got, I think were uh, just off a bit. So, I mean, you can certainly follow the film pretty well just just by what's on screen, which is really good. Like, when, when a film is is excellent, like, it's just really good and you don't... You don't need necessarily the uh, subtitles. Like, you, you see no. the story, and this is done really well. And, of course, we get the classic moment of Ng quitting the police, throwing her badge and gun down on the uh, on the uh, chief's table, and then, for some reason, Rothrock leaves her badge and gun, even though she doesn't work <laughs> for that fucking guy. <laughs> I'm going to turn in my you badge You can take my and gun, gun and badge, too. Yeah, Whatever. I don't care. It's like, oh, I don't think... You can all right. <laughs> like, doesn't really matter if you. It's what, you're not. It's you're symbolic. a guest of the government. What yeah, it's it's symbolic at this point, I think. But yeah, she just throws her badge and gun, badge and gun, <laughs> on the table. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's don't you hilarious. work for Scotland Yard? <laughs> <laughs> Are you quitting Scotland Yard too? Like, what are you? I'm how is this working? Sure. I'm not sure what's, what's going, going on. on. So we get the leaving of Inspector Ng and Rothrock and Morris out here. They team up. Now that they're not on the force, they're still going to catch these assholes and make them pay. And they leave together. And now we get the cut to the mansion, I guess, of Mr. Tin. And the initial guy, is this Aspirin? Yeah, Aspirin. Yes, coming in here looking like the Roger Stone guy from the beginning and trying to wheel and deal for the microfilm. Look, and this this is really good. Like, first of all... yeah. Tin, the guy that I, I forget his name, but the he played Shushane. He's excellent. Yeah, James Tien, Mr. Tin. Yeah, he's really, really good. But you can really tell because Aspirin throughout the whole film, like his character has been this bumbling idiot. But it's actually really good because he's trying to be like a James Bond type, very debonair, uh, <laughs> cool fucking guy, and yeah. he plays it really well because he he sits down and he's like, it's so funny because he's like. 
all right, uh, what do you want for the microfilm? He's like, hmm, you didn't even take a moment to ask me if I preferred brandy or whiskey. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sure, what would you like, brandy or whiskey? He goes, neither. I don't want to drink at all. And the, 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 the tin's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Like, he's just, he's just playing the role so well. And he's wearing a tuxedo and smoking a cigar. It's actually, it's actually, I think, a comedy that, that works for the tone of the film. Like it's actually, it's actually good. I, I actually found this stuff really funny. Yeah. I liked it too. This scene is good. How they go back and forth. The, the, the banter between uh, Mang Hoi here and James Tien, they work off each other very well. And the dynamic of these two in the conversation of the character of Aspirin and Tin works very well with Aspirin trying to, put on those airs of I'm on your level, even though he knows damn well he's not. (laughs) Yeah, he's not. He puts the airs on. And then he basically says he wants 10 million and says, you know, my partner, if you, if anything happens to me and I don't get in touch with my partner in the next few minutes, you're going to be in big trouble. To which Tin just gives a nod and Mad Dog starts swinging his feet like a motherfucker (laughs) to kill him. It's fucking awesome. It's really funny because Mad Dog stomps his head into the into the fountain and he's like if my friend doesn't hear from me and then they smash cut to strepsil in the bathtub singing where have all the flowers gone (laughs) and then he hears the doorbell and he's like oh fucking aspirin forgetting his key and he gets out with a towel and it's ing and morris at the door and cynthia rothrock kicks him in the chest so hard his fucking towel flies off yeah yeah, his (laughs) towel flies off and he goes flying and it's actually really really funny because it was almost like um when black dynamite showed up uh looking for nipsey and that (laughs) old lady's like there's no nipsey here and he straight kicks her across the floor that's basically what (laughs) happened here for real though no wire pull no wire pull she kicked him in the chest hard yeah and uh so they, they, he's like, I got to get my clothes on. Like, let me, let me go. So he goes to get his clothes on. And then we cut to here, the next scene in Pandal's apartment oh, where man. ABU shows up and is kicking the shit out of Pandal to try and find where the real microfilm is. And for some reason it's in, it's in a small fake toilet under a small fake titty. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> It's so funny because there's this little plastic toilet with like a piece of paper or magazine on it. And he lifts it up and there's like a titty floating in it. And he lifts the titty up and the microfilm's there. It's so fucking, it's like so kitsch, man. Such a weird choice. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's what the just, fuck are we doing? What's, what's going on? Uh, but he actually, before that, just takes like, like I don't know, like a hook or a coat hanger. And puts it oh, in his fish mouth hooks him. and fish hooks him. Like, it it was pretty fucking brutal. It was brutal. And then ABU here shoots Pandal. Pandal tries to do something to, like, he throws something at him. And ABU just shoots him in the right shoulder. And Pandal is not backing down at this point. He knows he's going to get killed. So he, at this point, is like, you, <laughs> whatever the translations are, he's like, you'll get scolded if you don't take this film back. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because he shoots him once in the shoulder, and uh, ABU is like, you've got a big body, you can take another shot. <laughs> like, he's just going to keep yeah. shooting him in non-lethal fucking 
body parts. <laughs> but we get a fucking beauty little sequence here. It's not long, but... It's nice, though, man. When Ing and Morris fucking show up, and yep. there's a couple of, like, kicks and ducks, and Ing picks up a gun and, and draws and fires. Like, she's got good control over the gun and gets her shot off. And, like, it's actually really <laughs> good. It's, like, really quick, but it's good. It's really good right up until Ing and Morris run out after uh, ABU and he runs away and you see them, Ing and Morris, come into frame from the left and Morris comes in first and then Ing and they're looking and Michelle Yeoh is pointing the gun directly at Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, yeah, for that part, yes. yeah, <laughs> For that, that was, one moment, I'm yeah. like, ah, uh, gun control, uh, muzzle control, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> And then, it, which is funny because it cuts to uh, Panadol dead. Yeah. And it might have been her lack of muscle control. <laughs> fucking shunt. Uh, was this Yeah, you? he ends up dying here. That was, you know, Cynthia Rothrock, Morris, is like, hey, man, he's dead to Strepsil. And Strepsil's upset here, obviously. And he actually attacks Morris. Yeah. And she kicks the shit out of him. Like, she kicks him straight. And then he runs away. Strepsil takes off up to Pandal's apartment and goes Michael Douglas in falling down here. He gets all the guns out of the box, a yeah. grenade, straps his shit up. He takes the money box and pulls the gun on them. And I love that he pulls the gun on Ing and Morris. And as soon as Morris sees the gun, she goes to charge at him, like to fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. Again. And Ing is like, nope, nope, don't, don't kill him. <laughs> Do not kill him. Ing, Ing is always putting the brakes on Morris from killing people in, yeah. in her not native country. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you're not from here. You need to slow your roll, please, please, Morris. You're gonna get deported if you start killing nationals left and right. And I think Strepsil takes off here on the little moped with all his bombs and guns and shit to go to Tin's house. I think somebody was just terrassing through Hong Kong traffic on a moped. No, like, dude, I don't that think was that not, was extras. That was not a blocked off street or nothing. They just said just fucking <laughs> <No>. <laughs> rip through traffic as haphazardly and as quickly as you can. We're gonna do our best to film it, uh, and we're gonna hope you don't die. Like <laughs> you do, you brother. He's just weaving through traffic on that little motherfucking scooter. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Strepsel goes to the gate, takes out his gun takes out the grenade says let me get into let me see tin let me see tin right now dude okay. what the fuck I, like what I, the fuck yeah. happens next okay i don't know what's going on here i was just about to ask you because he walks in here i don't know why abu is dressed like a fucking airline pilot and it, he come strepsil comes in and they're like give us the uh, the microfilm and everything will be okay and strepsil pulls the pin on the grenade but just as he does that, Mad Dog jumps from the fucking second story. <laughs> yeah. And they show the whole fall. The whole fall. Like, and he lands, he kind of misses and lands on his back. Like, yeah. It's a legit. On the floor. Like, I, it's a gaff, man. It's got to be a gaff because he fucking comes down real hard. Like, really hard. I don't. Yeah. And he misses him. Like, and he the, misses him. Yeah, like, it's insane. It's fun. This fight scene. This final fight scene has some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, this whole like, fucking thing. It's th yeah. this is worth the whole movie. Like like we said earlier, like it had a really great opening with the introduction introduction of Ing, had a really great opening with the introduction of like a really good scene with the introduction of Morris, and then yep. 
this last fight scene is amazing. Like one of the best of all time in my, in my consideration. Like I really, yeah. really like this man. Fucking blew it's my mind. Absolutely insane. It, Strepsil has all these guns on him, but he starts shooting people, but <laughs> nobody's dying. Cause they're all blank fake <laughs> replica guns that Panadol made. <laughs> and, uh, all the bad guys for Mr. Tin are standing around and, uh, they all realize now, like, holy shit, he's got all blank guns, all fake guns. So then Strepsil takes the lockbox with the money in it, and he's like, stand back, the film's inside it, I'll destroy it or whatever he says, I'll burn it or something like that, I'll blow it up. And he says, you know, I'll give you the film if you're cool. And Tin immediately changes his tune and is like, hey, you're very loyal, I like you. But then one of his henchmen jumps from behind and grabs the box, tosses it, to the the weird waiter looking guy beside mr tin and and then okay when strepsil pulls out the actual microfilm and lights the lighter and says i'll burn it in my head i was like well yeah that's what isn't that what he wants so there's no evidence yes. that he did the crime yes and that's exactly what tin says yeah go ahead then there's no evidence he's like please i i only want it back so i can destroy it anyway so yeah do me a fucking favor like it, <laughs> it's it's fucking good man it's you burn funny. it then i'll kill you fuck off like and the, well then he eats it and uh it's fucking hilarious he's like there i ate the microfilm and tin is just like yeah, burn him. Burn him now. <laughs> like, when like, ABU grabs him and throws him, and he does that, like, triple spin onto the floor. Yeah, man. Like, it's... That was mental. Really good. And then Mad Dog grabs him, and Tin's like, burn him. And he's like, no, no. no yeah, that's what he says. He's, Mad Dog says, I'll cut you open and get it. And uh, Mr. Tin is like, nah, screw that. Burn him. And then they're all dead. So they're going to do a burn, man. They're going to do a burn in the house where they're going to pour gasoline on him. But then Ing and Morris show up. They kick in the door. <laughs> he, Ing has the gun. <laughs> and they're like, fuck it, burn him. And as he goes to pour the gas, this waiter-looking guy, Ing shoots the gas can, which fucking explodes, explodes. everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. And of course, it's Ting, awesome. Ting just goes, how dare you fire a gun in my house? Um, <laughs> but man, like, then shit just amps up. Like, okay. That second floor? What the fuck happens when the dude jumps off the second floor? I don't know. He just kind of does this flippy spin Like a thing. swan dive. Yeah, he just fucking just like, woo, and just eats the floor. But like he stops halfway down, like he's on a rope where Ing shoots at him, and then he flips and, and crash lands on the floor. Cynthia fucking Rothrock runs at this dude who's got a gun dude. pointed at her. She jumps and does a flying double drop kick. He goes yeah. flying. She lands on the ground where he fucking was and grabs yeah. grabs the gun and starts firing it. It's fucking badass, man. It's like John Wick level shit, man. Like, it really it is. is. It really is that fucking level. Dude, when they get back here and they're like, that gun's unloaded, lock the door. And they lock the door, and Cynthia Rothrock and Ling do the little, give me five, give me five, hua. Yeah. And now we're into the last fight scene, and dude, this shit is crazy. This it's is crazy, fucking insane. Like Cynthia Rothrock is so fast and kicks so hard and punches so hard. They do 
it's it's a it's blistering fast man it's blistering fast they do some really nice medium shots so you can see what the fuck is going on but because there is a lot of guys in there like the director made some good choices where the camera's in somewhat tight so you don't have the waiting your turn syndrome going on yeah like it's beautiful the way that the camera work is done on this and when she like there's a move where she fucking <laughs> uses like an umbrella and fucking pole vaults and does the splits on a fucking wall and then bounces the wall. back like it's insane so listen to this cynthia rothrock in an interview said that when she did that scene where she pole vaults up and lands on that little ledge and her top leg does the splits up against the wall yeah she she said that her top leg was on a wire and her hips were on a wire so they pull her up and into the wall where she stays. Yes. She stayed there on the wall and they were like, okay, she's on the wall. We're good. We have to reset and do a take on here before she does the last little move. And they said to her, hey, do you want to stay up there? Are you cool? Or do you want to come down and we'll reset? And she was like, no, no, I'm cool up here. I'm good for a bit. They left her on that wall in the splits for an hour. For an while hour. While they reset. For a fucking hour. While they reset, they redid the shot, and then when she came down, she said she couldn't really walk right for a day and a half because her legs didn't work right after that. Yeah, well, you can't do with the fucking vertical wall split. <laughs> Man, that is that scene is mental, fucking crazy. Well, then the other one where she does the fucking pole vault that we were going to talk about, she does the pole vault up onto that platform. Like, take yeah. us through that one. That's fucking insane, dude. Dude, this is abject insanity because she pole vaults up to the second level like a like an awning over the doorway and then she jumps across grabs the railing on the other side of the balcony kicks through the railing the glass railing which takes a guy's legs out and he flips over the railing hits his legs on the top of the railing across from him like four feet across and then comes down to the the bottom floor on a fucking hard marble floor dude like, you described it perfectly because I've seen it. If somebody hasn't seen it, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about because <laughs> no one's ever done this shit before, right? It's like, oh, I, I've never tasted an avocado. What's that taste like? I don't know. It tastes like a fucking avocado. You got to taste it to fucking know what it's what it's like, you know? It's like, it's, it's that. It's like, if you haven't tasted an avocado, you don't know what it fucking tastes like. And that concludes part four of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for the exciting conclusion, part five. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part five, and we will be back in your ears very soon.